Crosswinds family and friends, welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instructions in what we hope is a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to our executive producer, Elijah Merrill, and our producer, Sheldon Boyce. Uh, they work really hard to make sure these episodes are out each and every Friday. And by the way, thank you for listening. And the way you can help us is not just by listening, but share these episodes with your family and friends. Well, I'm super excited. Uh, We are heading into our Advent, our Christmas season podcast. And I have in studio with me um, Betty Ryan, uh, who's on staff here at Crosswinds with me, and Wendy Emerson, who also is on staff, um, both pastors. So you got three pastors coming at you for Advent Christmas Series podcast. And I want to begin um, before we jump in. By the way, Betty, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. Wendy, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks, Craig. Um, I just want to jump in by sort of sharing a little bit. Advent is the Christmas season, and sometimes people try to confuse the two. And Advent is is the is the um, more traditional uh, Christian understanding of what really is to happen over the Christmas season, which is this this uh, adventure of of really uh, preparing our hearts, our very souls, for the anticipation of the celebration of the birth of Christ. We understand that Jesus. Uh, has already come, at least his first coming, second coming still to come, uh, but his first coming, you know, nearly 2,000 years ago. But um, the reality of it is, is that every year as we focus on Christmas, we don't want to forget this amazing miracle and, and profound act of love uh, of Christ's coming. In fact, uh, Paul uh, in Philippians makes it really clear what he did. He humbled himself, it says, and he put upon his divinity humanity. You know, he, he's, a, he's fully God, he's fully man. But not only does he come in, in the humility of putting humanity on his divinity, but when he shows up, he shows up differently than probably all of us would have expected from, from God, who's the creator of the universe. He, he's born to a humble couple, a modest couple, um, Joseph, uh, who's his earthly father, so to speak, his stepdad, I don't know how you would actually say it, but he's the one who sort of raises um, Jesus for a while, is a carpenter. Uh, Mary's not from a wealthy home. In fact, he's not born in a palace. He's born in a stable. And so there's just so much for us to, to, to anticipate as we celebrate uh, the birth of Christ. And we're going to begin, uh, Advent begins with with speaking of hope. And our Advent series this year at Crosswinds is Great Expectations. And so expectant hope, expectant hope. And as we look at that, I think all of us, at least at one time in our life, had hope for something. Um, you know, maybe maybe it was hope in, in a relationship. Maybe it was hope in... Um, uh, that you were going to have a certain career or hope it, that, you know, whatever it is, you, you fill in the blank. You know what that was. And, and the reality of it is, and, and I guess we're going to start on a on maybe the, the dark side of hope and then bring to the light side of hope what God offers, and that is that when we have hope in things that are other than Christ, we often are let down. In other words, we, what, we, what we really want to do within the hope that we have, whether it be a relationship, career, you know, you fill in the blank, go, getting into a certain school, um, all those things, um, that, that, that those hopes, when, even if they go well, don't satisfy the way that we hoped they would, because at the end of the day, our ultimate hope can only be found in Christ. And so that, that's what we want to look at. We want to look at what's it look like to overcome sort of the, 
the, um, the disappointment that can come when our hopes aren't met, but realizing that that's sort of this side of paradise, what happens. I mean, we, we hope on things and, and we find ourselves sort of let down. And so, but let me go to you, you know, talk to me about that. I mean, you know, both Wendy and Betty are a part of Celebrate Recovery, which is a, a great ministry. Uh, you can learn more about it by going to crosswinds.church. A uh, ministry that's there to bring healing to people through their hurts, their habits, their hangups, um, and victory. And, and so, you know, a lot of people who show up, I'm sure, like all of us, uh, deal with broken hope. And so, talk to me about that. Yeah, I think um, you started by talking about our own hopes. We all start with hopes, and I think the hopes that I started with in my youth were then hopes that I manipulated to take place, if you will, you know. So I did whatever I could to make sure that those expectations of mine were met. But they weren't realistic. They weren't um, honest to what life brings. They didn't include trouble. And we know that we will have struggle in this life, right? And Absolutely. so every time the struggle came, my hopes were dashed a bit, if you will. And so I think, um, I think when I look at the dark side of hope and the side of hope that does not include or remember that my purpose and uh, identity and all is found in Christ rather than in who I think, you know, in my hopes and dreams, yeah, they were difficult to achieve. And it made life hard because I wanted to meet my expectations and simply I could not because every time I even thought I was coming close, my expectations were raised. And so it was really impossible to meet them. Uh, but literally, and I don't know that we're on the other side of the light of hope. So yeah. I'll stick with that for yeah. just a minute. But yeah. When do you yeah. share your thoughts a little bit? Yeah. You know, as I was thinking about this podcast, I'm coming at this from a perspective of a very difficult season of life that I've been through the last year. And so... Um, just the idea of expectant hope and expectations and how I've just focused a lot this past year on how relationships can fail because we expect of others, um, but our relationship with God can't fail because he will always rise to meet our expectations because of his promises in scripture. So I think um, coming out of a season of hopelessness, I can honestly say over the last year or so, um, I really have found that my hope is in the promises that he has in scriptures. And so that that helped me kind of navigate through some really dark waters and just really promising the things that are leaning into the promises that God has for me. Yeah, I think it's interesting that when we look at Scripture, especially prophecy from the Old Testament, for instance, in the book of Isaiah, you know, the, the people of God are going through a very difficult time um, when, this, when these prophecies are given. Um, and there are prophecies about the one to come, the Messiah, the Christ, Jesus, um, who we're, we're talking about, right? His birth and getting ready to celebrate. And uh, just about a month um, from when this podcast will air, um, and, and I, I was thinking that so so you know here's the words of hope right so Isaiah seven fourteen, therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son. You'll call his name Emmanuel. Um, this sign, uh, the birth of a son, shows that God is with us. Right, Emmanuel means God is with us, and and so it's interesting. And then and then we go to Isaiah nine six. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And, and what amazes me is is of all the things that probably the people of God at that time were hoping for. Isaiah's word to them, and by the way, this is this is uh, several hundred years before Christ is born. Um, you know, he 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 gives them this hope, but it's in a child. 
that 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 you know it's just fascinating to me that you know now we have the New Testament, you know we have the full old you know we have the full Bible right sixty six books to see God's redemptive uh, plan come to fulfillment, and so we can look back and go well that makes sense, but but it didn't make sense then, and and, and still today I think um, it doesn't make sense to some who say, what do you mean the hope came in the form of a child? And like I said, a child's God. So it's not just any old child. But the, but the way that Isaiah describes the one to come, Jesus, um, it, it describes him not as any old child either. And so it's just interesting to me that that even, even those of us who have faith in Christ can find ourselves wrestling with him really being the source of, of our hope, that our hope has to be in him. Maybe not the source of our hope, he's the focus of our hope, that that if it's in anything other than him, um, we're outside God's design for us. And if we're outside God's design for us, then yeah, we're going to find ourselves in a place where, 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 dark, where darkness is sort of is reigning in our heart and soul. But when we really do put our focus on Christ, he's our hope. That's when the light comes in, and, and that's when we're able to, yeah, still live in a world that sometimes is quite chaotic, quite messy, um, but God brings order to our soul, if that makes sense. When you talk about that a little bit, you talked about this sort of the season of hopelessness and what God's been teaching you. Well, you know, I, I came through Celebrate Recovery also, and so, you know, I came through a season of life many years ago of what I would label as financial addiction, you know, shopping, gambling, things like that. And so... Through this last season of death and, you know, my personal life imploding and then a cancer diagnosis, just really wrestling with like, okay, God, like what is happening in my life? What is really happening? And just, you know, questioning my identity, um, just in some broken relationships and things like that. And so really just focusing on the truth of who God says I am and what he promises for my future was really the only thing that got me through, you know, just residing in his word and just... You know, I going to Isaiah and what you said in verse 7, he goes on to say that the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Yes. And that just reminded me that he's not finished with me. You know, he promises he's with me. He promises to go before me. He's going to care for me. He's never going to leave me. Like just going over and over and over his promises in Scripture, and there's so many, are really the thing that kind of brought me out of that dark place. And I continue to go there when I wrestle with you know, am I good enough? I had trouble this week with ministry paperwork, and I'm like, okay, God, is there, like, am I questioning my call? But he just keeps meeting me through his promises and his scripture. That's great. How about you, Betty, as you as you sort of process this this hope that we have in Christ? And yet, I think the, you know, there's, there's an old hymn that says, you know, I'm thankful that I'm tethered, the word tethered is used, you know, tied to mm-hmm. God because I'm prone to wander. And I think our hope is prone to prone. Um, prone to wander as well, mm-hmm. away from our focus on Christ to other things so often. I think when my hope is found in Christ first, above all else, my desires change to his desires. And he does that, right? I I can't accomplish that by just saying, okay, I'm going to I'm going to read scripture and do just what God tells me to do. No, I have to be humbled. I have to allow my heart to open up to the things that he desires. And then it brings it brings about, um, uh, you know, when I, hmm, when I talked about the next level of expectation, the next level of expectation is Christ-centered. And so that's good. 
So I do continue to walk and do continue to hope and do continue to do new things and be challenged and have opportunities and um, have a love and a zeal for life, whatever the future might bring, you know, because now my hope is in Christ, not in my own efforts. If it's in my own efforts, there's always a struggle back and forth. I'm I, uh, what you said, Wendy, I may not be enough, or I can't do this, or I can't accomplish that. But I don't have all of those worries I don't have to carry any longer when my hope is found in Christ. And truly, I think something that is so, so, so important is that uh, he leads me in the direction that he, he created me to go. Mm-hmm. That's good. So that's my hope, right? Yeah, I'm not rich. The direction that he created me to go is not the same as my neighbor or my children even, or my husband, who we may be a little different. So that brings joy, which is another conversation, but it certainly does. If we're obedient. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I was going to point that out too, that, you know, when we talk about uh, God exceeding our expectations, if our expectations are biblical— Right. If not, then no, you know, and and, and we're not mm-hmm. saying, uh, at least I'm, I, I think we're in agreement, we're not saying that if Christ is our focus, you know, and so our hope is focused on him, that we don't have hopes in other things. It just means that we understand that he's the only one that can 100% meet the hope that he offers us, but as it is in scripture. And so I think sometimes what can happen is we can have a hope in a career, and the career falls apart, and we go, God, where are you? Well, God never promised that your career was going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. He never promised that earthly relationships were going to be perfect. In fact, you know, the Scripture is really clear that that the world we live in is messy because of the fall. You know, we're not living in paradise, and yet our our soul was created for paradise. So we long for that. We long for perfect relationships. We long for a perfect career. We, we, we long for a perfect body. You know, all these things. We have these hopes. And, and as you go through life, you realize that, that, man, you get sick. You know, people hurt you. You hurt people. You know, careers aren't as smooth as you expected them to be. And, and on and on and on, you know. Um, there's people right now who never thought they'd be in a financial situation they're in, but because of the economy, they're there. And they're like, you know, God, I thought God promised to meet our needs, and he promised to be the one who who fulfills, you know, his promises in Scripture to fill our soul, to give us um, the ability to have strength to make it through all the difficulties. You know, David writes, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I go through these difficult times, the Lord is with me. He promises that he will take us to paradise where all these other hopes will be fulfilled. Um, but I think it's so important that when we talk about focusing on Christ and Him being our hope, that we say, look, you have to have a biblical understanding of what Christ has promised you, you know? And, and when do you point it out? So I'll go back to you. You said, you know, when I look at the promises of God, and then you, said, then you just said, and when I walk obediently. Right. Right. And I'll, like Jeremiah 29 11, we know that He promises a hope and a future. Um, and I just, like, I wrote down a few of these as I was preparing for today, but even Isaiah 40, 31, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. So in my moments of weakness, in my moments of doubt and struggle, I knew that I could lean on God to see me through that day or that hour or that next day, um, that he would restore my health, whatever that looked like, or that if he didn't restore my health, he would see me through the next season. So I knew that even though my life was in this great transition of all these bad things happening, I knew that he was never going to leave me, that he had already gone before me, that he had created my path, that 
this was all ordained, right? And he was going to see me through. Going to the doctor and, and just going in there with expectant hope that God would put someone in my path that I could have this wonderful conversation with and share my faith with. Mm. You know, looking at things from a different perspective of, okay, God, how are we going to use these things? You know, I think about the song Waymaker. He's working when we don't see him working, like the Israelites wandering in the desert. He was working even in the midst of their wandering. And so I just clung to that, that even though today it doesn't feel like he's working in the midst of that hopelessness, I was every day would be reminded that, okay, I don't see you, I don't feel you today, but I know you are working. And I know that whatever my next step, as long as I'm walking towards you, I have hope in that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, there, there's a... Uh... There's a verse in 1 Peter 1, 3 uh, that says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In other words, you know, Christian hope is, is not some wishful thinking, you know, and I, I think that's so important to point out. All of our other hopes are. They're wishful thinking, but the hope we actually place in Christ is not wishful thinking. It's a living hope. And I love that that term, living hope. You know, it's something that's 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 active. It's something that's mm-hmm. that we're pursuing. It's something that will be fulfilled. Um, it's a living hope, and it's rooted in, in Jesus Christ. Um, and and really, when we think about it, our expectant hope is really found and only found in Him. You know, when, when we when we look at that thing, and it's not again that we don't have secondary hopes. It doesn't that God doesn't bless us through relationships. It's not that God doesn't bless us through employment. That God doesn't bless us through all these type of things. But at the end of the day, when everything's said and done, if our hope, if our focus of that hope is is on anything other than Christ, then then what we find is it's not a living hope. It's a wishful thinking. And I think so many times, you know, we we look at this, you know, the hopes in Christ. And yet, I think as Christians, we got to look in the mirror because uh, we, we look at the world and go, oh, they don't know where the hope is. And yet, I know in my own life, there's times I got to remind it. You know, Wendy, you're talking about that. And Betty, you've talked about that. You know, well, we have to just be reminded that life does get difficult. And I think for me, um, one of the, the great blessings in my life has been community with believers. And the reason why Advent, you know, we as a church do this thing, you know, where we light a candle every every weekend and and, and that candle represents, you know, uh, the hope, you know, the the love, the joy, the peace of Christ, you know, then the Christ candle on Christmas Eve. Why do we why do we take part in this ritual, you know, this this thing? And, and the thing is we, we need to do that together to remind each other. Because there's many people this time of year who even in Christ, you know, they, they have that living hope, but they've lost sight of them. You know, maybe the pain's been really great and they just need someone to come alongside them. And by the way, not be I told you so type person, but but the lovingly just come alongside them and say, I know you're hurting. Uh, you know, uh, this world can be rough, but but God is faithful. God is faithful, and and you know just to pray for one another, encourage one another. Some people come in a season, and this will be the best season they have. You know, things are just going great, and others will come in a season, and it's the roughest season they've had. And, and all in between, and the reality of it is God is still Lord over all that. And, and so when we think about this expectant hope in, in this, this first Sunday of Advent, you know, which this will air, uh, so the first Sunday of Advent's following this. If you're listening to this after this and you show up at Crosswinds, you, you probably won't see the first candle. Uh, but, the, you know, that candle of this coming weekend, this, this expectant hope as, as we do that, it's just a visual reminder of who Christ is. And I love the fact it's a candle and it's light. Because uh, again, you know, there's a dark side of this topic, but there's this light side of the topic, and you know, not to not to sound 
corny or anything, but I mean, Christ is the light of the world. And a lot of times we look at that and we think of it as evangelism, which it is. Let's share that good news with others. But let's embrace that good news ourselves. He's our life. He's the light of the world. Then he's the light of you, Wendy. He's the light of you, Betty. He's my light. He's the light of all of us. And and part of that light that he brings is hope. And it's a sure hope, um, not just that he'll, quote unquote, get us through this life. He wants us to flourish in his life, even in the midst of the difficulties. But the good news is, too, we don't talk about this a lot at Advent, but we should. We're also, as we celebrate the birth of Christ, he is coming back. And when he does, he does bring us to a place where, wow, you know, all this, all these troubles, all these heartaches, all these things are gone. And so there's that living hope, right? So there's a hope he gives us today, but there's a hope he's going to give us in the future, which is really the, the completion of his promise. And, and that just blows me away. Mm-hmm. That just blows me away. How about you, Winnie? What, what what thoughts do you have still left over there as far as this topic goes? Well, you know, I just you had me thinking about. I had a, I lost a friend about a year ago, um, and she, in the final year of her life, or even more, was really heaven focused, and made it her ministry to share heaven with everybody. And so, I entered into the. It's almost like that year that I had with her. We just spent so much time focusing on what God promised us that after she passed and all these bad things started happening to me, all I could focus on was the promises of heaven, you know, and just this idea that she's up there painting her mansion, you know, waiting for me. <laughs> and um, that really did give me an expected hope of like, okay, I've got all this like storm swirling around me right now, but someday, someday, none mm. of this is going to matter, Yeah, you know? And so that just gave me this tremendous, and we'll talk about joy and stuff in a later episode, but that... See, have feeling that internal joy helped me really navigate the storms and focusing on the fact that is Christ is coming back. And it may not be in my lifetime, but I certainly have this assured hope that I'm going to stand before him face to face and it's going to be pretty awesome. I agree. How about you, Betty? I think, you know, you said something that reminded me of the inklings of hope that we see today. They're, I feel like they can be fleeting sometimes, um, maybe even short in our own hearts and our own minds. And they're a brief taste of what's to come. And so if we think about it, recognizing that it's just a glimpse of what will be, and sometimes the hope that I feel at different stages of my life, the hope that I feel just feels overwhelming and wonderful, and yet it's a glimpse, Mm. you know? And so it's a great reminder to me of what is to come. And then I am also reminded that it's eternal. The hope that he provides is not from a moment, which sometimes we can feel when we're here, but it is eternal, you know. No, well, my, I don't know why my mind always goes to food, but I think <laughs> about going into a restaurant, you know, and ordering an appetizer, and, and the appetizer is just delicious. And you think, man, if this is the appetizer, I can't wait to see what the main course is like, yeah, you exactly. know. And, and when the scripture talks about a foretaste, right, mm-hmm. it, it's that type of thing. You're getting the appetizer right now. So when you have those moments of, of joy, you know, that as we look at love and a little bit and the peace and, uh, that God gives us, you know, they all reinforce one another, hope, right? They, they all build in to say, but they're, they're just foretastes. They're just the appetizers, what we get mm-hmm. here. Uh, but the, the main course is still to come. And, and that just excites me, uh, not just because I'm talking about food, but because uh, more importantly, it's talking about the Lord. Uh, but, you know, as, as I think about just celebrating this Christmas season, you know, I, I just my encouragement would be that, that each of us would just ask the Lord to, to teach us what it means to embrace the message of his hope. We're going to be looking at that, um, but, but 
I believe for each person, you know, where they find themselves, that request should be made. You know, I think sometimes we, we come and we hear a message on hope and we think, well, that covers everything. But no, it too is just a foretaste of what God wants to do in, in, in the individual's life when it comes to any of the topics that are addressed in Scripture and in hope. I, I just would encourage you just to say, God, what does it mean for me in my situation today to embrace the message of hope? And then carry, carry it to the places to where I live, where I, where I work, where I go to school, where I play, uh, and, and let the words that, that come from our mouth, let the, the, the way what we, the deeds, right, the way that we act in the presence of others reflect the hope that God has given us. You know, to be mindful of that, especially this time of year, uh, as we, as we head, a, head out and, you know, if some of you are listening to this, you may be driving to your next door. This is, this is coming out on a Black Friday. Um, God be with you if you are. Um, but, you know, you know what it's like. You know, it's interesting. This is like supposed to be the official kickoff of the Christmas season, although there's been Christmas sales since before Halloween. Um, but the reality of it is it, it's, it's really a hectic day. Um, there's some, you know, in my life, as I look back at certain toys that came out and, and what has happened in response in certain, you know, like in, in the stores where they sell those things. I mean, there, there's like mobs, there's like attacks, there's like, I mean, it's crazy uh, as we kick off the Christmas season, how, how different it can be when we separate ourselves from from the expectations that the world has of this season and put ourselves on on really the real reason that we have this expectation. And it's Christ. And so if you don't find that perfect gift, realize that Christ is the only perfect gift. If you're out there and you're, and you're mourning over, over a relationship, but I don't want to make light of that at all, but understand that he's the only perfect relationship that, that you can have. Um, and, 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 and if you're sitting here and you're saying everything's great, don't allow the sort of the, the ability to coast during the season because you're just in that great period. And by the way, I celebrate that with you if you are. Um, but don't let that coasting keep you from what the deeper, the deeper hope that you can have in Christ. There, there's a song, there's a proverb I think it is. But it could be a song. Uh, I don't know the exact quote, so I'm even going to try. So I'm just going to I'm going to try to do it in my own words, and and you can figure it out when you go to your own scripture. But um, but study. But when, here here it is. It says, "Don't make me, Lord, so poor that I curse you, and so rich that I ignore you." And, and I think the reality is. Anywhere in between, it's easy to take our eyes off Christ. And so as we enter into this Advent season, keep your eyes on Jesus, find your hope in Him, and no matter how hopeless your situation seems, there's hope in Christ. There's hope in Christ. Well, we're going to be tackling really five topics as, as we go through this, these Advent podcasts, these Christmas season podcasts. Uh, I can't believe our time's just flown by as we look at hope. Next week, we're going to look at love. For now, I just encourage you that if you want to learn more about Crosswinds or this podcast, head on over to crosswinds.church, crosswinds.church. That's where you can find out more about us. If, if we can help you in any way, you can reach out to us through the website, and we'd be more than happy to, to sort of meet you where you're at and help you process some of these things that we talk about week after week. Um, you can also come on out. Uh, we have services Sunday morning at 9 and 11 a.m. on our Canandaigua campus. You can live stream those services by going to crosswinds.church. Again, if this podcast has been helpful to you, share it with friends and family. But for now, as always, be blessed and bless others. Bless others.